0: You stole it from me, Gordon. It should have been mine.
1: what's up everybody East society podcast 31 days of horror tonight we are coming at you with the 1982 film murder by phone science has created the ultimate instrument of death your phone
0: There will be 1.4 trillion phones in the world. Hi. You could send a thing like that down the line. Hey, are you weird or what?
1: Sounds pretty off the wall to me. I mean, a telephone killing people?
0: I've told you nothing but facts, Stanley.
1: If there was anything going on, I'd be the first to know about.
0: You're telling me that a telephone killed the girl. I'll call you. Ring once, hang up, and then ring again. Somebody call the cops! This guy's crazy! Call the cops!
1: A madman. Pushes a button and kills by phone. Would you answer murder by phone? Also known or AKA uh, bells, because uh, I watched this movie twice. And the first time I watched it, it said murder by phone. Then I found kind of a little clearer of a copy, and it said bells. I was like, also, Wait, "What?" Also known as the calling. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know what was going on <laughs> with the titles, especially back in the '80s. All right, a Toronto teacher, an artist, and a communications consultant. Trace a tr- uh, trace a crank caller who kills by phone. All right, um, this is an old movie, so of course, spoilers. But this synopsis on IMDb spoils the whole movie before you even watch it. So uh, this whole movie is streaming on on YouTube. So if you wanna, if this if that first synopsis kind of grabbed your bell or whatever, um, don't read the IMDb one because it, it 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 just totally ruins the whole movie for you. I'm glad I didn't read anything on this. I didn't even watch any trailers. I just found it and. Hit play. Alright, here we go. Horror thriller mystery. I didn't think it was a horror movie. It was more of a thriller mystery. Uh, crime type of thing. Um, a disgruntled phone company employee develops a device where those answering a phone can be murdered. And it's up to Nat Bridger to stop the killer. See, that? I didn't know it was a disgruntled employee. That would have ruined the whole thing for me. So... Uh, directed by Michael Anderson Written by Michael Butler Dennis Sherrack I think that's his name And John Kent Harrison And this stars uh, Richard Chamberlain uh, The great John Hausman Rest in peace Sarah Botsford uh, Robin Gamel, Gary Reneke, I don't know Barry Morse Alan Scarfe James D. Douglas And a bunch of other people Alrighty, Brian, was this your first time watching Murder by Phone Bells or Calling or whatever you said?
0: Uh, This was absolutely the first time I've seen it. I've never heard of this movie, and I probably will never watch it again. (laughs) I was bored out of my mind with this movie. The only entertaining parts is when people were getting killed by the phones, and it was only because I thought it was funny the way they were dying (laughs) yeah each
1: each one i laughed (laughs) but
0: in between the kills you got our main character trying to solve this case i guess he's not even a cop and (laughs) he's speaking a lot of big words and a lot of scientific stuff and i'm just like what is happening
1: and yeah. we just
0: kind of follow him, <laughs> and then somebody gets killed, and then he goes on the investigation again, and then somebody else gets killed, and that—that's kind of how the movie goes.
1: I mean, there was kind of not really an explanation at first on why this guy was killing everyone, because it seemed like he was just killing random people that pissed him off. Uh, I understood the first uh, some of the killings, but then there was a couple ladies that just pissed him off one was a tax lady and the other lady was working at a bank and uh, she was rude she had to die <laughs> I, was, yeah, I don't know man this this guy was it was off the chain in this movie i liked this movie um i did some research it is not on dvd or anything so the crap the copy that's on youtube um, there was three different ones, and it was all VHS rips. And it looks like whoever put them, whoever uploaded them, tried to clean it up as much as they could. And I mean, it's watchable if if you don't mind. There's one that fills your screen, then there's two of them that are like square. Like I thought this was like a TV movie. Um, but it, it, it was
0: kind of shot like it was.
1: Yeah, but there was low, no, like commercial breaks, you know, usually when it, it fades to black and then comes yeah, back. True. So I was like, because I was like, is this a TV movie? Because there was hardly any, I mean, there was blood in it, uh, which I thought was cool, and uh, death, but there was, I don't know, I, maybe someone said shit. That was about it. I didn't catch any F bombs or anything else in this. Uh, this was based off of. Uh, the movie was preceded by a novel called *Phone Call*, written by the screenwriters. So, okay, I guess this came out after the uh, the thing, the the movie came out. Um, the score was by John Barry. is uh, electronic, played by entirely by synthesizers. I did like the music. It was a lot of yeah. early '80s synth music, so I thought that was really cool. Um, that was probably like the coolest thing. I mean, I love Richard Chamberlain. He's awesome in every role he plays. Uh, he really, really puts uh, 110% in and, uh, John Hausman, every time he's in something, just listening to him talk is, is badass enough for me. So some of these other people in there, I didn't, I didn't know who they were. That was his friend, right? Yeah. It was uh, Stanley Markowitz. He was the, uh, uh, consultant, uh, for, for the, uh, phone company um so anyway i don't know where this took place in anywhere usa uh, but from what i'm reading here it was all shot in toronto and ontario canada because some of the buildings they they were showing i didn't i didn't recognize any of them so they didn't say where they were they just they were in some upstate uh, college and then they went into the city and all hell was breaking loose but this movie does start out with a bang. Uh, we see a young lady. She's kind of just doing her thing. She's walking through the phone or the um, train station. Uh, somebody, these uh, three street toughs kind of knock over this elderly man. So she stops to help him. She helps him up and then she hears a payphone ringing. And uh, I've learned my lesson to not uh, pick up answer uh, self or um payphones when they ring. There was there used to be one by my house uh, when I was living in Oakland. I came out of a um, out of a little uh, drugstore right on the corner, and then the phone rang, and I dumbass me picked it up, and uh, some somebody saying some nasty things, and I could see you and all this, and all I said was "fuck you," and then hung the phone up. <laughs> so <laughs> uh, nothing bad happened after that. it was just back in those days, boys and girls. You couldn't. There was the game we used to play when we used to call. When we used to crank call, there was no caller ID. There was no star 69 or anything because we were able to call whoever we want, talk all kinds of shit and just hang up. (laughs) So can't do that today. But anyway, so she hears this phone ringing and she kind of stops and looks and she goes back and looks at it and then answers the phone. And then we just hear this high piercing, uh, like revving up. It makes this loud crazy noise And then all of a sudden this lady's shaking And blood's coming out of her ears And her eyes And the, the phone receiver starts glowing And then all of a sudden it goes And there's lightning And then she gets blown up And flies across the, the room onto the escalator That is probably outside of the shaking
0: When they get launched every time That is hilarious <laughs>
1: At first, I was like, wait, what's happening here? Because if if you look at the poster, I didn't read any of that either. It says, a madman pushes a a button and kills people. Would you answer murder by phone? So (laughs) I'm like, all right, this movie's starting out okay. I mean, because I mentioned, I don't know if I mentioned this before, but I had seen this movie Uh, And I haven't seen it before, but I saw the box at the video store and it never really kind of grabbed my attention. And I never, ever heard anyone talk about this. So I just went, all right, well, just some movies were bringing to our attention. And uh, maybe you guys have heard of it. Maybe you haven't. Or maybe some of you have even seen this film. Um, But Brian didn't care for it. I liked it. (laughs) I liked it enough. I watched it twice. Um so and I if it ever came out on Blu-ray or DVD or whatever I'd buy it. I mean, I'd even buy like a clean uh DVD rip uh, of it. Uh, I remember there was these one guys at um conventions that were always selling old uh, VHS rips uh to DVD. I have a couple of them here somewhere. Um I think I had Fade to Black, Beastmaster, The Wildlife, uh Thrashin' uh star wars holiday special that's a doozy everyone holidays are coming so uh earth day our life day is coming next month so be sure to watch the holiday special where Chewie tries to get home to his wife mala and uh what's his little boy's name Chewie or um i don't know chewy or chunky or i can't remember his name but <laughs> Check that out and sit through the whole thing if you can, because <laughs> it's a doozy. Uh, best of uh, 1978. Anyway, so, yeah, she gets blown up all over. The, that lady gets blown up and then we have no reason why. Um, then we're introduced to Richard Chamberlain's character, Nat Bridger. He's just a professor uh, at some... Slash detective. Uh, slash uh, uh uh, lady lover, and, uh, <laughs> well, that, that and hot head that comes with being a detective. <laughs> so, I mean, he doesn't I don't know how he hears about it cause nobody even like mentions it. We just see him in his class, um going over some science stuff with the with his class, and then he leaves the the classroom and then he's in a jeep, and he's end up uh, driving to uh, somebody's farm. And we find out that the farmer is the father of the girl that uh, got killed in the beginning. that blew up in the uh, train station. So he's just kind of like, hey, how you guys doing? And, ah, we're doing the best we can and everything. And he goes, hey, well, I'm going uh, down to the city. So if there's anything you need for me to do while I'm down there, I'll help you guys out. And then we're, okay, well, we talked to this officer. I can't remember his name, Lieutenant Mayor. Mira or whatever. I think that was his name. Uh, we talked to him and, um, we got some of her stuff. So if you can get, uh, some of the rest of it, they're just saying that she died from a, a heart attack. And he goes, we're not believing that because she was of good health and she was only 19 years old. Uh, so, um, Nat Bridger, he's like, yeah, she was, she was a really good student. Um, I'm, I'm sorry for your loss. And, uh, I'll go down there and, uh, Start my detective work and see what I can do.
0: Wouldn't like an autopsy show you she didn't die from a heart attack? I mean, she was bleeding out of the eyes and nose and ears and got no. exploded
1: halfway across the subway. <laughs> and they had a witness. There was an old bag lady down there. Oh, uh, she saw out. the whole thing. She wasn't <laughs> trying to
0: talk to nobody unless unless you gave her some money.
1: No, no, they did. Uh, they said they talked to her because um, oh. when uh, later in the film he he got cornered that um, that detective or that lieutenant and told him and said, "Hey, man, you guys are um aren't doing your job." And he starts quoting and he goes, "Yes." Yeah. She goes, "She died of a heart attack," and your witness is because um, uh, Bridger was like, "Well, I know you guys have a witness." He goes, "Yeah." He goes, "Your witness was that old bag lady down there." He goes, "We know the whole thing. We know what happened." So. They knew that she. Uh, he what he what he said. He goes. This is what I read on the coroner's report that she died of a heart attack. He goes. That's all we needed to know, and that's what we're going with. So he's like, well, I'm not. I'm not buying all this. All this what I'm just saying right now is later on in the film. So, um. So anyway, so he goes down there, and he's going to a um some kind of science symposium for uh, environmental uh, like issues con- conference or something Yeah so he's going down there for that and then he calls up his buddy uh Stanley Markowitz uh, John Hausman and he kind of meets him at the at the symposium or whatever it is and they kind of like hey what's up buddy haven't seen you in forever i guess um Markowitz was Nat Bridger's um former professor or whatever his one of his mentors so he's like, hey, no, he goes, where are you staying at? Oh, I'm staying here at the hotel. He goes, no, you're not. You're staying with me, and we're going to catch up. I'm like, all right, cool. So so they kind of start talking, and, and they, he was letting them know that, yeah, this this whole thing about my student having a heart attack, I, I don't believe it. I think there's more to it. And Markowitz is kind of like, yeah, well, we'll see what we can do about it, but let's let's just do this, this conference thing. So he's like, okay. All right, then we get another scene. We see some guy in uh, a building, um, and then his phone rings, and he's like, hello. And then the the voice on the other end is like, you stole my idea. You, you stole my um, whatever compressors or what some kind of technical jargon that yeah. they were talking. Yeah. And do-do-do-do-do. <laughs> yeah, that, then that, that, that little ear-piercing sound goes off. And then uh, blood starts shooting out of his eyes and his mouth and his ear. And then mm, this one was the funniest one because he's, I don't know, however many stories up in in the building and he's sitting in a rolling chair. His chair goes flying across the room and he's sitting in it and falls out the window all the way to his death. I think he lands on top of a car, but they don't show it. But I was like, what the hell is happening here? I was dying the whole time. (laughs) So that guy's dead for who knows. I guess he stole whoever's killing everyone's idea. So they kind of mention it, but then they just like, all right, whatever. And sweep it under the rug. So Mark or uh, Nat Bridger, he starts doing his detective work. And uh, he's just like, all right, we we need to really start what's going on. He kind of goes... To the uh, train station and he looks at the um the uh the phone where it happened or he he meets the the bag lady that's there and she's telling him she's like yeah she goes i saw it was right over there and there was lightning and he's like lightning and he goes yeah so she goes i don't know what happened and she she died over there so he kind of goes over there and inspects it but he sees that the receiver is is a new one because when it after it blew up and everything it was like melted and it was all, all on fire so he's like okay so he kind of just leaves it leaves it at that he starts uh, talking to some more people he ends up going to the um to the phone place there yeah. and and because he knew it was something to do with the phone so he goes oh no 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 before i think before he did that He went and talked to, um, um, Lieutenant. No, I, I don't think he talked to the Lieutenant yet. I know after the, the bag lady, oh no, he did go to the Lieutenant. I think he went to the Lieutenant before he even went to the bag lady. It was after the, one of the symposium things, he went there and he, he introduced himself to the, to the guy that was uh, running the, that was, I guess, in charge of that case and basically told him like, look, I don't, I don't know nothing Uh, just, this is what we know. So get lost. So I don't
0: know if it's now or later in the movie, but he kind of tells him and puts him in his place. He was like, aren't you the one that was involved in this one case and everybody was against you, but you knew you was right. What happened to you, man? What happened? Yeah, that,
1: that was later on. (laughs) So, um, our killer goes to, uh, the tax office. And he goes in there, and I guess he's just trying to deal with his tax issues. I don't know. <laughs> so he goes in there, and um, I guess he doesn't like the um, the answers that the lady's giving him. So he's kind of like, all right, man, whatever. And he, he's just not, I don't know. I mean, she, she was just being a bitch and he was like trying to get answers for all his stuff and she was, just wasn't having it and basically he got out of line and then he turned around and went back to ask her something else cuz she was talking about mom you made payments but we need we we have no proof that you did so go but how do, do you some know we sh- made
0: payments then?
1: I don't know. <laughs> there's computers during this time, but I'm sure pretty of it, a lot of it was handwritten. Yeah, or typed. Sounds, that sounds
0: fishy. We know you made payments, but there's no proof of it.
1: Yeah. So he gets out of line, and then he's about to walk out, and then he turns around and goes back in. And she's like, look, there's a lot of people here, so you need to get back in line or get lost. So he just kind of looks down at her little name plaque. Sees her name and then rolls out. Um, uh, Nat Bridger and he's talking to the, his um, the, what's the name? What the hell was Hausman's name again? I'm sorry. Stanley. Oh, Markowitz. He ends up talking to him and trying to find out what what's happening. And he he doesn't know really what's going on. He goes, well, I'm going to go back to the over to the hotel to the to the conference and and do some more stuff. And this is when he goes to the train station and he sees. The, uh, the bag lady and he sees the phone and he tells she tells him what, what she knew, which wasn't just basically that she saw that this girl died and there was lightning. So he kind of goes and checks the phone. And then we go after that, we go to the lady that was the tax lady. We go to her house and she's just a single mom. Looked like she was doing her thing. Uh, her son uh, had the old school big uh, headphones. And he was skating around in his house and she told him to clean up his chips. The phone rings. The boy answers it. But then um she's like, Get off the phone. So he she kind of gets on and she goes, Hello. And he goes, Is this so and so Anderson? And she's like, Yeah. And he went, Um, is there another person on the phone? And she go looks in the other room when her son's listening. She's like, Hang up the phone. So he hangs up the phone and then he puts on his um Little headphones, and this is when we hear the do 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 do, and then we see the mom. She's standing there spazzing out, blood coming out of her eyes. The kid can't hear it because he's got those big ass headphones on. She's shaking, and all of a sudden, she blow, the phone blows up, and she goes flying into the, the one of the cabinets in in the in the kitchen, and she's dead. <laughs> What's i was laughing at all this i was like damn but for a quick second um before she goes um before she blows up we see a um a quick shot of um like a control board and this guy hits a red button that's when she goes blown back into the into the the wine cabinet or whatever the hell that thing was so um uh bridger he ends up calling the cops again to tell him like look man you, you need to just tell me something and he's like nah he goes look i don't know what happened he goes some lady died and that's that so the case is closed <laughs> so she died of a heart attack but he he ain't having it so he ends up going to the phone because he knows it's something to do with the phone company so he goes to the phone company and he's uh telling them about yeah there's his uh phones that are broken at the train station, I just want to know what uh, what's going to be done and, and who's doing the repairs and all this. And the lady's like, oh, well, I don't, I can't help you that. She's like customer relations. And he's like, oh, okay, well, then can I speak to your supervisor? And she goes, well, he's busy right now, and uh, I'm afraid there really isn't uh, my department to answer your question. He goes, well, then let me speak to your supervisor. He gets all snotty with her, but like really cool about it. He's not like yelling or anything. So she's like f it so she gets up and goes to get a supervisor and this is when we're introduced to um what the hell was her name uh ridley she's an artist and she is painting a mural in the lobby of the phone station or the phone company and the phone company i don't know guys in your area but in this this movie it's this big huge two double tower giant
0: yeah it's like a building giant corporation and she's painting this giant mirror on the wall like you guys sure you do just phones and stuff here
1: yeah I was I don't know I mean it's a movie everyone but I don't know they're basically trying to tell you that the phones are the phone companies evil so watch out <laughs> so he, he's just kind of talking to her and he's trying to just correct her uh her mural that she's making and she ain't having it so he yeah, ends up she's painting the wires incorrectly yeah because of the way you're painting them it's not going to work and she's like what <laughs> <laughs> so he goes into and speaks to the supervisor and telling him about uh what he knows he's not saying that he's there investigating the murder of that woman the the one the first woman that blew up um he's just trying to see what's going on but he does find out he's a um environmentalist and that guy starts giving him attitude basically i'm not going to tell you shit so get lost so he ends up leaving but he he's not satisfied cuz the movie would be over <laughs> so he starts doing some uh some more detective work uh, on his own again he's just a college professor everybody um he's uh, he's walking around doing this thing he goes to the phone uh, that's uh, one of the phones in the um, at the train station when the first one blew up. He gets some bolt cutters, and he cuts off the receiver, and then he uh, just throws it in the trash. But before he does that, he calls the phone company and says, Hey, uh, I'm just going to report uh, one of your um, pay phones is on the fritz, so just letting you guys know. And Oh, okay, cool. Thank you, sir. Have a good day. And then he, he cuts out. So. Then we're going to, we see some guy, he just kind of sits down in the train station and waits. Then we go out to the streets and we see some, a guy walking along. He's getting ready to go into the bank and the bank is locked. And I guess, I don't know what time it closed. Cause I can't really tell uh, what time it must be three o'clock. Cause the the clock on the wall looks like it says three o'clock. He looks at his um, wristwatch and it says the same thing. Then he walks over to the next window and he sees that uh, the employees and the boss or whoever that is, uh, looks like the, it's the boss's birthday. I don't know why the boss is, or maybe it's her supervisor, <laughs> is right there in the window. He kind of walks up and says like, hey, uh, come on. And the lady just like, I'm sorry, come back tomorrow. I mean, that's it. She doesn't give mad at or anything. And she's got this big, huge name tag on her. So he knows her first and last name. And then he just kind of, hmm, okay. Uh, we go back to the train station. We see and, uh, the repairman. He comes in. He starts uh, doing this thing with the um, phone. He starts fixing it. Uh, Bridger kind of walks up to him and just starts uh, just a little conversation like, oh, hey, what's happening here? goes, Well, somebody uh, cut this off. I'm just here to replace it. And then he starts talking to him some technical stuff like um, how much, basically, how much juice can come through these phone lines. And he's like, whoa it's only like maybe 40 watts or whatever they said um that comes through when you answer it and he goes maybe like about 100 when it rings and he goes as well is there any kind of something force that can uh push a lot more through it and he's like "Mm, yeah maybe he goes you know what he goes i think I i think there could because we have some um some phones down at the uh at the lab, that's what he said. Yeah, information's not hard to come by in this movie. <laughs> yeah, this guy's just gonna tell some random stranger in a in a in a um, trade station. He's like, "Yeah, we got some uh, melted receivers down in the in the shop." So, the yeah. third one this week. <laughs> yeah, he's like, "Okay," so he's like, "All right," and then he kind of just runs off and gets on the train. Uh, he goes and hooks up with Sarah. And she starts telling her, because he, he was flirting around with her and say take her out to dinner. And she starts telling him all kinds of stuff. And he goes, oh, well, what do you do there? And she goes, I'm just painting the mural. But they gave me um, an all-access key to all the information in the phone company so I can f- go look at whatever just to help her uh, paint her mural. And I was like, well, really? <laughs> <laughs> if you're just painting things, I mean, you don't need to – get an all-access badge to go through the whole the <laughs> phone company. So he's like, hmm, okay, that's good to know. All right, then we go back and we see... But well, wait, the, uh,
0: before we leave, this is when they're at dinner, right? Yeah. Is this when she just out of nowhere tells a story about her stepdad or one of her stepdads? She can't remember which one punched the shit out of her?
1: Yeah, they were just kind of talking about smart-ass people because he was saying yeah you know, i got a mouth too and she goes so do i and i got punched out by my stepdad she said one of her stepdads i was like
0: <laughs> one of your
1: stepdads." <laughs> and he was kind of like oh man all right that's cool <laughs> he didn't even like feel <laughs> like oh babe i'm sorry or, no he's like i don't give a fuck he was like well, right, he, he
0: heard about that all access badge and he just all he cared about
1: yeah, <laughs> once he he heard that, his mind his mind went blank. But um, he was thinking about his his case, and she was thinking about other things because she was throwing it at him. But uh, I don't think he got it at the time. He says he did later because she goes, "You know, I was throwing it at you," and he was like, "Yeah, I know." But <laughs> and then he does something about it. But right then there, but he was still working on on his case. He did he didn't know her that well. Uh, Maybe some people will just, all right, cool, let's go. But that's me in the old days. Today, nope. A lot of stuff going on around out there. But anyway, so uh, we see, I don't know, I assume it's the supervisor that that had the birthday. And he's some old, creepy-looking guy in Big Cadillac. He rolls up, and that blonde girl that was at the bank, uh, he kind of gives her a kiss and, all right, good night. And uh, she goes up into her house. Uh, she hears her phone ringing. She goes in, and uh, she comes running in to answer the phone. And they it go, whoever this Miss So and So, I don't remember her name. And she's like, yeah. And then do 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 do, and then and <laughs> <laughs> but she doesn't. Well, she kind of gets blown across the room, but doesn't. It's not as as awesome. She's just kind of like eyes, blood, and all that, and out of her nose and mouth. And then she just falls over. So we're we're
0: coming up to my favorite one.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, I like I mean, I love how, like, they just start shaking like that. And then and then blood immediately starts squirting out of them. And then she goes falling uh, to the ground with the lightning and everything. And then her phone blows up. So she doesn't go flying across the room. She just falls. But then we see the receiver and it's melted and it's all on fire. Uh, we go back to the to the dinner date, and I think this is when she's telling him all her stories and everything, and she's like, "All right, well, I'm out." So, cause she she was throwing it at him, but he didn't get it, cause he ended up leaving. He goes back to um, uh, what's his name's uh, Markowitz's house, and then he goes, "Yeah, we got a phone call." He goes, "Your uh, the local cops found him," and uh, his buddy's one of the cops, wherever he's from, and he's he's the one that tells goes, "Yeah, you're talking about um." that detective town down there. He was like, look, man, he goes, I found this huge rap sheet on him. Uh, he was, had all these indictments and he had this uh, huge case that he was working on that uh, he brought down somebody big in whatever city they're in. And he it took him a while because nobody wanted to believe him. Uh, he was the only one that there was uh, wh- whoever the, the, they didn't really go into what the case was, but told him that, yeah, he goes, this guy is, should be should help you. So here here's some information for you that I can give you to help him. so He's like, all right, cool, thanks. Well, it's good to know. So I ended up, um, and this is when uh, Markowitz is kind of telling my, like, look, man, because we kind of just need to do this uh, symposium or whatever the conference doing. And he's like, well, I'm still trying to figure this out. And he's like, all right, well, you know what? Let's figure this out together. So um, Bridger goes to the, pl- the police station. He gets in that guy's face and tells him everything that he knows about him and he's kind of like well yeah i did do all that and he goes but he goes, all i know is what i read on the coroner's report that she died from a heart attack so um if you don't let go of me i'm gonna shoot your ass or no he said if i was an la cop i would have shot you by now he goes but i'm not <laughs> so i'm gonna let you talk then i'm gonna shoot you (laughs) so he kind of like i like this cop man he he didn't he wasn't taking no shit but bridger he he was awesome i mean again if you guys don't know who richard chamberlain man he's done a lot of good movies and i've loved just about everything he's done (laughs) so uh so he's kind of he tells the cops and the cops kind of really like all right all right i'll i'll let you know what's happening here so he basically tells them all right you know what um do what you got to do and, and get lost. So he ends up leaving. He goes, uh, Bridget goes back to, to see, um, what the hell's her name? Ridley. And she's at her apartment. And I guess she just was able to take all this information from the phone company. Because she's got all these files and everything uh, and pictures in her house. Uh, so, uh, all access badge. <laughs> so I was like, "All right." So he, he um, "She's just an artist." But I, I get why she's in the story. She's there to help him move forward in this. If she wasn't there, he wouldn't have been able to have access to all of this uh, information of the phone company. Because other than she's got pictures and files, she's got maps. Of the building, and I was like, "What? What the hell is happening here?" So he's, she's kind of like, "Well, all right." So he's uh oh, while they were on the date, there was somebody across the street taking pictures of them, mm-hmm. and then he kind of like, he he doesn't notice it, but after he leaves her apartment, he's he's walking down the street, and in, uh, in downtown wherever, and he there's someone the same guy is taking pictures again. And I don't really know how he noticed him uh, because the guy's taking pictures and the guy's just, well, he's uh, Bridges is just walking down the street. And then I don't know so how he notices him. He stops and he's looking uh, into this window. And it happened to, to be like one of those old school porn theater shops. So he's looking, uh, he's not looking. Yeah, he's acting like he's looking at whatever's in the window. But he's looking at the reflection. He notices that guy over there taking pictures. So he kind of does the the double back and runs and surprises that guy and pins him up against a pole. And like, who the fuck are you? Uh, he doesn't say fuck. But he's like, who the hell are you? Why are you taking pictures of me? He goes, I'm just a tourist. I'm just taking pictures. And he pulls the phone off of him. And he's like, I thought he was trying to take the film out, but he ends up like throwing his camera yeah. on the street. He's and then he, it
0: on the, the light
1: pole. <laughs> yeah. And then, he uh, he pulls his uh, he, he sees his I guess he had his wallet or something in in his coat pocket so he takes it he opens it up and sees that his identif- identification and it's um, an ID badge for the phone company and he's like who sent you why are you doing this? why are you following me and he's like ah, ah and then that's pretty much that oh no the cops show up because yeah. he's like he's like call the cops and then the cops come running up and uh, throw him to the ground. And, and then beat him with the club a couple times. <laughs>
0: yeah. I was like, damn, he, he had stopped by now. <laughs>
1: yeah, they just grabbed him and just threw him on the ground. And they started oh. whooping him up with the billy clubs. So he, he ends up getting arrested. And he calls um Markowitz to go down. There. Hey, man, can you come down to the station and get me? And he's like, oh, yeah, I'll be down there. So he comes down and he gets him out. And he's talking to him. Yeah, man. He goes, it's the phone company. I know it is. And then he's like, "Well, I am a, a consultant for their company, so let's let's go down there and see what uh, we can find out." So they end up doing one of the uh, the tours of the phone company. I don't know what fun that is, but okay. <laughs> um, so they, this guy tour guy is taking them all through the whole guts of the building, showing them out on how it all works. And I'm like, wow. I mean, I don't know. Maybe maybe this is how it is in a phone. I've never been into one of the main hubs of the, the phone company because um, there was a lot of stuff going on here. I don't know if this is a real phone place that they're using in this film. But I did like what he was talking about. He was mentioning something about, he because, again, this is the film was in 82, so maybe it was filmed in either 80 or 81, maybe even 79. I don't know. But he was talking about yeah, in the future, phones are gonna be able to do this, this, and that, and they're each gonna be cost, they're all, they're gonna cost a thousand dollars. And I was like, wow, that's true. Now if you go buy that iPhone, whatever it is, it's a thousand dollars. And I was like, whoa, that was like probably the only truthfulness to this film. Um, and it was probably just like yeah, whatever, no one's gonna pay a thousand dollars for a phone. And fucking everybody that has an iPhone is doing it, so I'm, I'm doing it. Um, I didn't pay it flat out, <laughs> but my phone costs a thousand dollars. So um, they're in the tour, and um, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, Bridger is kind of like, "All right, man, uh, cover me." And uh, Markerwood is like, "What?" And he goes, and "He goes, just do what you do and I start telling them whatever." And then so Bridger takes off, and he ends up he's in his bag. He's got a uh, one of the lab coats or whatever that these guys are wearing in this phone company so they start to uh walk he he walks off away from the group and um the uh, tour guide kind of comes back and he sees uh markowitz kind of holding off to the back he's like sir you need to stay with the group and then he comes up to him and he goes do you know who i am and he's like no well mom whatever whatever markowitz uh consultant to whoever and he goes i know the boss on the 16th floor and gives him this whole thing. And that guy's like, well, um, well when the tour is over, maybe we can figure this all out. So, and he's kind of like, all right, well, then let's go then. So they end up kind of finishing the tour. So while all that's happening, uh, Bridger's doing his investigation. He's just walking around like he owns the place. He kind of finds clipboards and just acts like he's uh, doing whatever he's doing. And nobody stops him. There's no security. He does have a badge on his um uh, on his jacket. Um, he made one because he copied um, uh, I mean, Ridley when he
0: went when he went to the photo booth.
1: yeah, he he made his own badge. So I guess he looks legit when he's walking around. But um, I guess it's a big corporation, and you don't know everybody. so I, I'll let that slide. He kind of goes into this one room, and this guy's got these, I don't know, some kind of pipes. Plastic pipes or glass pipes or whatever and he's sending um, Charges through it and then it just it kind of blows up And then he's kind of talking to him like well as he goes is that uh, Are you are you doing whatever technical jargon he says and He's like, yeah, well, I'm trying to and they're like, oh in some kind of nanotubes or whatever the hell he was talking about
0: If any listeners work at a phone company, is this what goes on?
1: Yeah, is it, you guys do experiments on microprocessor chips and Blown nanotubes. Up and- <laughs> yeah. Could you do this through the phones? Um, I don't... Th- if, let's just say if you could, I don't think you can do it. They Because they said it in this. It had to be um, a hard line. I mean, I don't think you could do it through the cell phones and and blow up yeah cell phones blow up because of the the battery issue and everything but uh i'm thinking i think you're okay with <laughs> with not uh hearing a uh, ear piercing uh, sound and then blowing up and blood coming out of your eyes and every orifice uh, in your body <laughs> so he's talking about sending voltage through uh an input to a spontaneous discharge uh and he's like, oh, okay, whatever. And he's like, um, all right, well, all right, man, where did you say that a recall lab was? And he was, oh, it's down in the uh, whatever, whatever basement. So he's like, okay. So he goes down and uh, he, he ends up leaving. But then that guy gets on the phone and calls, I don't know, security, I assume. So he's still walking around and he goes into to this uh, other recall section. And he goes into one of the rooms, and he's talking to. Oh no, he's going up, and he acts like he's going to open a door, but he can't. So he there's a security guard there. I recognize the security guard. He's he's one of those guys that's been in like he's one of those one of those that guys. He's been in a ton of movies. So he's kind of walk. He goes into this room, and it's got a bunch of little. I don't know. Phone parts and all kinds of stuff in there. And he goes around the corner and he sees the receivers that are all melted from the phones of the previous people that have gotten blown up Four people. So far, the, um, the lady from the phone, from the train station, the, um, the bank lady, uh, whoever that guy was that blew out the window down to crash to the ground and the, um, tax lady. They have yeah. all their phone receivers. How are they getting their phones? It's the phone company. They go oh, in okay. <laughs> I mean, I, yeah, that, that, that was... I was like, wait a minute. Um, of course. I, I understand they could get the, the payphone. And if that guy... I don't know if he was in the same building as the... the um, oh, excuse me. I don't know if he was in the... Um, the phone company building i don't know where he was but um how the hell did they get the other two ladies private phone receivers because they have them hanging in this in this office because that's what that dude in the train station the the repairman told him yeah we got some uh ones like this that are just uh in our whatever whatever room and and he's like oh okay <laughs> so that was kind of the big reason why he went to the um to the phone company
0: yeah it just kind of seemed like this kind of this stuff would be kind of like police evidence but the phone company gets first dibs i guess i guess
1: <laughs> so the security guard comes in and goes hey man did you find what you are looking for he said nah, man it's not in here so then end, he ends up leaving uh, we go back to the tour all of a sudden we hear an announcement um everybody that's non-personnel company personnel you guys need to leave the premises now so everyone's like all right so everyone's leaving uh markowitz they kind of got at him because he was kind of talking shit to the tour guide so they got they had to escort him out and then we see uh bridger he's mingling in with all the other employees he takes off the lab coat and puts on like a hard hat like he's one mm-hmm. of them the 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 linesman or whatever, so he has a master of disguises. <laughs> yeah, he, he gets out and uh, ends up uh, leaving. He kind of just blends in with the crowd and gets out of there because they they made everybody get out of the building. So he ends up going back to Sarah's and telling her that um, no. When he goes in there, she's like, "You bastard!" And he goes, "What?" He goes in and there's phone company guys in there. She got fired from her uh, mural job, but then she shows them pictures of um, her and him, so whoever that phone guy that was taking pictures of them, and then they got one of the little cronies uh, from the phone company tell him, he goes, well, he goes, oh, I know you uh, environmentalists uh, are uh, doing what you're doing, and uh, she's a casualty of war, since she's in cahoots with you, uh, she's fired, and you need to get lost. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know
0: why she's so mad. She, he didn't make her go and get blueprints and maps and all kinds of
1: documents. I mean, it's, did she need all that? No. Uh, it's not like you just go online and look up whatever she needed to paint this mural. I couldn't even describe the mural. It was some kind of little circuit boards and microchips and I don't know what the but I think it was a picture of the the um the building on the wall as well,
0: according to date, so it was all wrong.
1: <laughs> so she was mad, and um and then all of a sudden, they just start making out, and then he he puts it puts it into work, and then she's uh all right, everything's all good after he crushes it, and then he gets a phone call um, and then he's got he's gotta leave. Because it's uh, he's talking with um, uh, what's-his-nuts? Uh, Markowitz. Yeah, he was talking to Markowitz. This, was, this yeah. is the
0: first of many phone calls he gets at Ridley's house. Apparently, everybody knows where he's at and has the number.
1: Well, he told the cops and he told um, Markowitz. So I figured that was alright. Because he was kind of just telling, like, look, man, um, I got some information. So You need to come over here tomorrow so we can work it all out. And he's kind of like, all right, because he was kind of telling, he goes, yeah, are you stalling uh, this whole process and what we're trying to do? And he's like, no, 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 I'm I'm still helping you. So Mm -hmm. he's like, well, you'll be here tomorrow. He's like, all right, cool. So he commences to beating it up again. Uh, We go we go to back. We go to Marco house and he's doing his uh, doing some taking some notes and uh, recording it. And he gets a phone call from was it the the head guy of the phone company?
0: I I think so because they kind of sounded like they were doing a cover up and Stanley was was a part of it. Yeah he was a consultant to them.
1: Okay, he calls the guy Fred. So the Fred is Fred okay yeah Fred Waits is the guy that runs the whole phone company. So he's like telling me, he's like, yeah, come on, you you need to do something about this. And he's telling him, he said, Bridger found the phones. So we need to put a stop to this. And basically, so we find out here that Markowitz, uh, Bridger's friend, is in, not in on him killing the, the guy that's killing everyone. But they know they the phone company is trying to cover it all up. So they know they know what's happening. They don't know who's doing it, but they know it's going through the phone, the phone system, and everything. So that's why how they were just saying the cor- I assume the, they uh, coerce the the coroner to just write it was a heart attack and leave it at that. Because this company seems to be like it's the big uh, legit play, the uh, legit company that runs whatever any city USA and um they have everybody on the payroll so because um like or like marco has said earlier he, he was a consultant for the company so they obviously told him hey this shit's going on we don't know who's doing it but now your buddy's coming in and he's snooping and snooping around trying to find out shit, and you need to cut that off so he's like all right all right well i'll i'll, I'll see what i can do so we go back to ridley's house and they're still talking about trying to figure out what what's their next Next plan, but then they're still making out and they're like half naked with a bottle of wine. And then I assume he crushes it again. Um, we go back to Markowitz's house and he's uh trying to do his notes. And every time he makes the, somebody calls him, he um he presses record on this uh, little recorder so it records every um c- phone call. So he answers the phone and uh, the guy on the other line is like, "Hey, you had your chance to stop him, but uh, since you're not, uh, this is this is what you're gonna get." And, I mean, that's not what he said, but that's basically what he said. Yeah. So all of a sudden, we hear the do 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 do, and then uh, we see him. He kind of throws his head back, and uh, well, while they're while they while he's talking, we see um, somebody on this huge. Um, Control board and then the camera kind of pulls back And he's got all kinds of stuff stuff that's on the walls and everything uh, Around him all kind of technical stuff to help He's got dials and buttons and toggles And switches yeah (laughs) So when he tells him look, he's getting too close uh, What are you going to do and then that's when that sound goes off And then we see Markerwood standing there, and blood's coming out of his eyes and his nose, and he starts to fall forward. Then he put his his uh, glasses blow up, and then he ends up blowing up, and he goes flying across the room. Best Oops. one, best one out of the movie. <laughs> he gets he gets blown across the room, crashes through these glass doors, and then he's dead. So the next morning, uh, the police call um, Bridger at Ridley's house. Because um, he did tell him, look, I'm, I'll am i be at this number. If I'm not at uh, Markowitz's house, I'm over here at my lady's house. So call over there. Um, so they ended up calling and, and they told him, like, look, hey, um, your bro's dead. So uh, get down here. <laughs> so because he doesn't know what's happening. And then they just said uh, the cop kind of like, well, it's that lightning. So they go back to the police station and the the cops are like, "All right, man, I'm I'm with you now. We need to do something to uh, to stop all this." So, Bridger and uh, the detective, the lieutenant, they're just like, "All right, all right." He goes, "Well, don't worry, man. we'll we'll, we'll figure it all out, and uh, we'll get this because he he does realize that it is the phones now." The, yeah, because the they
0: got it, They got everything mapped out, like yeah. where everybody died was in a specific area.
1: So, I'm like, you didn't believe him, believe him before when he kept telling you it was the phone company, but then I, so much happened now. Yeah, they had this map, and everything within this little area is everyone that's died uh, on the phone. So,
0: Well, he had to he had to test him earlier when he was like, what happened to
1: you, man? What changed? <laughs> it was because he get some little Brainiac uh, professor caught in his face and was... Uh, <laughs> Testing his, uh, his man's
0: kill <laughs> used to used to be a real cop.
1: So, but now he's on board and he's like, I know you want an apology, but come on. That's not, now's not the time. So they go to the police or not to the police saying to the phone company and they kind of charge in there and they're like, Hey, uh, we need to speak to the boss. And she goes, well, he's not here right now. And he goes, well, we're trying to let him know that his wife died in a car accident. So she's like, oh, no. So she goes in there and tells him that the police are here. And then they kind of butt in there. And his wife didn't die. It was just them to police tactic to get in the room. So they go in there. And the boss, the, um, the hell was his name? Mr. Uh, Waits, I guess. He's like, all right. All right. We know. I know who you guys are. And uh, I know why you're here, because he's talking about uh, the commissioner. Uh, The commissioner is going to send you, and he's talking about Stanley Markowitz, and he goes, yeah, 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 I know, I know, the telephones is a lethal weapon and this and that, but he's not, he's kind of, like, he knows it's the phone, but he's trying to play stupid with them, and they're... Like, okay. He goes, All right. Cause he tells him, he goes, Yeah, he goes, You're the you're the one that came in here and infiltrated our stuff, so what what are we gonna do now? And he's like, Well, you need to shut down the, the phones, the phone lines, and they're like, Well, we can't do that. If we shut down the phone lines, um there could be people that are gonna die because of it. What if they're trying to call the police or whether they are trying to to call a fireman or whoever to help them? He goes, We can't do that. And so they're like, Well, what are we going to do? So they go, I don't know. You guys figured it out you're the cops. So, but he, he's trying to just go back to business and the cops are like, all right, well, we're going to, we're going to play hardball with this guy. So he ends up uh, going back. Um, they did rehire Sarah again. Uh, to, no, 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 wait. Did they re- rehire? No, no, that was later on. Um, they were taking down her mur- mule mural. So she was there back at the um, phone place And they were helping her She was telling him all this other nonsense So he's like "All right, well I'm going to go back on the case He goes over (laughs) to Markowitz's house And he's looking around doing more detective work And he I don't know why the police or the phone company Didn't come in and take everything But he finds the little um, His little recorder But when he opens it up uh, I assume all the, the charges and everything From when that guy sent that whatever sound wave thing it melted or right. it kind of yeah it melted the cassette tapes uh in in the machine so he's like fuck so he kind of has to pry it open and pull out some of the tape and then he cuts it off and he uh he takes it um we go back to the um the phone company uh, the building and uh ridley's leaving and uh, the tour guide comes out and she's like, he's like, oh hey Taylor. Why, how you doing, Nora? And um he's like, yeah, I'm I'm Lee. was her name, Nora? I thought it was Oh, Nora Clayton. That's her name. I don't know why the hell am I saying Ridley. Anyway, so she's like, oh hey, what's going on? And he's like, yeah, yeah, I'm uh, uh what are you doing? Where's uh bridger And he goes, oh he's over at the symposium or whatever. And she's like, all right, well, all right, I'll see ya and yeah, he's being he's a. She's She was telling him like he's a speaker tomorrow uh, I, at I, the
0: again, man. Just information <laughs> is gotten really easily in this movie.
1: <laughs> so, and then she gets into a cab and she goes, "Oh, whatever, whatever." The address to her house, and he hears it. And then we go to uh, Bridger, and he's back. Uh, he he got a um, uh, cassette tape, and he put in. The uh, the other tape that he had, it's kind of spliced it together so he can play it, but it sounds all funny, and it's uh, a little bit of the recording of when um, uh, weights called to talk to um, to Stanley, so he kind of got some of that, and then he caught a little bit of when the the the, the killer guy called on the phone, but it's still kind of it sounds the tape isn't doesn't sound the best, so they he kind of like hmm all right. So it was like, all right, well, we got this, and because he was like, well, what are we gonna do? Um, we go back to uh, Nora's house, and she is there, but she kind of had a. Um, uh, they had a plan. He's like, look, uh, let the phone ring twice before you answer it. Um, so she, this, I guess, it was gonna be their their signal for them. So uh, we see the guy at his uh, the the killer at his little um, switchboard. Her phone's ringing and he's ready to throw the switch on her, but she doesn't answer the phone. She kind of just lets it ring and ring and ring. And then when it starts to ring again, she's just not really doing nothing about it, but then she finally answers it, but it's uh um, Bridger. So he's telling them he he played something for her. and for 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 the audience it sounded like the the killer. But then yeah. he gets then he gets on the phone. It's me. I got a tape of uh, the voice, and I'm coming over. Do you have a, a cassette player? She's like, yeah. So he races over there with it, and he plays it. And um, she goes, Oh, that's um, oh, whatever the the dude the the tour guide. Um, what the hell was his name? Um, oh man, I can't remember his name. Cause then they say his name too. Um, was it Jack? I don't. I don't remember. Um, so uh, Bridger calls the cops, and they're telling him, "It's like, yeah, man, we got um, uh, everything. So we need to uh, figure some kind of uh, plan out." So Bridger goes over to the the killer's house, uh, or the address that they have. Because they they looked it up in the phone book. And there was nobody at the house. So. uh, Nora still at the house. Nora. Was that her name? Uh, Yeah. Nora. Nora, She's. She's still at the house. Uh, I think it's Noah. Noah, Nora. I don't know. One of those things. She's back at her house. And she's kind of just waiting for him. But then. um, uh, Bridger calls her. And tells her what's going on and he, he calls the cops as well telling them what's up. So he races over there because um her phone is about to blow up. Because uh when she the phone rings and she answers it. And I think she says the guy's name right here. Because she she's she's still sitting there because he told Bridget told like just stay here in case the cops or anybody come uh or call looking for me. So, when, when the phone rings, she she kind of walks up to it. I didn't like these phones, these little fancy phones that they had. The uh, white curved
0: ones that she had? Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so she says his name. I, shit, I didn't catch it. Um, let me see if I can go back a little bit. I don't have to turn it up. Again, I'm watching this, everybody, as I'm running through it, <laughs> but I'm skipping some of the boring stuff. But all right, yeah. Here comes a phone. She picks it up. Um, she says, "Clayton, that's his name." She, uh, when he goes, when he says her name, Mira, and then she goes, "Clayton," and then then we see the guy's face for the first time. We already saw him, but we didn't know it was the tour guide. And then he's like, the music goes, and we see him with a shocked look. And then she throws the phone. Do, do, he, do, 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 do. Yeah, he hits the button. And then the whole thing. Oh, he, he, he hits
0: the button, but then he flips that toggle like super fast.
1: Yeah, <laughs> he blows that up. And she's, ah. Um, Bridger calls her house, but then she, he gets the the phone you the phone the phone number you're trying to call is no longer in service. So he's like, fuck. So he goes racing over there. And when he gets there, the cops and everybody are there. So they're like, all right, all right, man, we got it now. We know who it is and uh we're gonna work we're gonna we're gonna get him. And he's telling them like, well, he knows where you're gonna be tomorrow. So we'll try to set up something. Um with because um they had some other guys coming in the 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 I guess it was the assistant to the to the the police commissioner, and they end up going to to the head guy the the weights guy of the um of the of the phone company, and they're telling him, look, we know who it is. It's this guy. He's using the phones, so you need to help us catch him.
0: Is this when and they lie the, to get in there? When
1: no, it that was it, it. That it was tells, earlier.
0: Oh, when they tell the secretary that. Yeah, we need to speak to Waits. His his wife just died in a car accident. She was cut in half.
1: <laughs> no, that was earlier oh. at, the, um, at the phone call. No, this is when they go to his house, and they go in there and tell him, and say, look, man, this is what we need to do. Is there something you guys can do to help us? Can we, like, trace this call? And he's like, tracing calls, man, that's a myth. And then he goes, what we need to do is we need to do this. And he goes, but if we're going to try to trace it or whatever – you need to at least keep him on the phone for like six to seven minutes. And he's like, well, I can do that. I can stall and keep him on. he goes, can you guys set up um, some kind of charges to, I mean, some kind of thing to reverse all his, um, his uh, little crazy sound wave um, technical p- power charge or whatever and get him. And he's like, "Uh, yeah, I think we could do it." <laughs> so they go, we're back at the phone company, and they're rounding up all the troops, the the lineman and everybody, and they're going to the um uh to the little convention center, the hotel where they're having that conference. And they said they kind of isolated a phone, and he they're telling him like, "Look, man," he goes, "We we need the number first, so you need to keep them on on the line so we can get it." Uh, they said it was like a seven-digit um, line number or whatever So as soon as we get that and then we can do whatever we do on our end and shoot all that energy back to him And blow him up. So that that was their plan and they Why? all did the...
0: <laughs> Why does this technology exist? at this phone company
1: And this part was funny because when they go in there the, the the guys they're they're doing their best to try to fig- figure out what they can do and uh, the little their plan isn't working and he's like well we don't know what to do because our thing is only like 20,000 volts and then uh, bridges like well can not you just use a, a marks generator and they're like uh yeah you got one he goes yeah I'll go get it so that was it they were able to whatever they were trying to do. Uh, work it out because when we see what they're doing man there's just wires and everything connections all over to everything but they all got it linked to this one self or to this one uh, rotary phone so they're like all right well keep them on the line as long as you can and uh we'll we'll go from here so the uh the dude the killer guy he's back at his house setting all his stuff up uh Bridger's up uh giving his little um his speech uh and then all of a sudden the the phone they get the phone call like they they ends up calling the hotel saying i need to speak to um what the hell was his first name uh nat bridger i need to speak to him they go oh yeah he's in the uh the the conference rooms so we'll we'll shoot over uh we'll connect you over there so while he's talking uh, they, he go, they, someone comes out and tells us like, Hey man, um, we got him on the line get him over there. So he goes running into that room to where the phone is. And then he, he when he calls, he, uh, he, he's, he's talking to him because again, they got to keep, uh, the line. But when the phone, when the, when the phone, the phone call initially came in, they already went to work because we have, uh, all these people at the phone company, Going okay, we got him, uh, and then they they again they needed that seven digit code to to lock in where he was at and shoot the charge back at him. So they're like, okay, keep him on the line. He so he's on hold. So it, I was like, wait a minute, they should have had this way before Bridger even got on the phone. So because he goes, you get to keep him on the phone for like six to seven minutes. So. However long it took him from to get to the stage to wherever that room was should have been ample time for them to find okay he's here get him but then we wouldn't yeah, have saw you, it all <laughs>
0: you need to do is have the operator come on saying uh, he's still coming can uh, can you still remain on hold
1: yeah <laughs> so, because what what he was doing in the with the other people that got killed the cops figured out that. He goes, he's been killing all these people that have been dying on the phones have been dying at night. So he's a nine to five guy. So he's trying to figure out who he's going to kill during the day. And then he kills them at night. So I don't know how they figured that out, but I assume that's what he did. And so he's in there. He's he's in that room. But then um, Norris, she's in there as well. He was supposed to be in there by himself. Cause um he and then he answers the phone and then he's like Clayton and then he kinda they start talking instead of him immediately zapping them with the sound. Cause he's kinda just telling him he goes like look and he goes um he goes this is this is what's happening <laughs> and he's telling him to listen. He goes, You're you're a brilliant man, Clayton, but you've got to let us help you um, you're a damn fool. He goes, I'm not helping you. I'm helping you get rid of the world's real garbage. All right. <laughs> so <laughs> I understand going after the guys that stole his ideas for whatever he was doing. Because um, he, cause he, when he tells him, he's like, look, why did uh, you have to kill um so-and-so, the first lady? And he goes, he goes, that was just a test. He goes, I don't even know her name. Yeah, so, you got to
0: you got to see if your invention works or not.
1: Yeah, so he was, so she was just a casualty of war that had nothing to do with any anything. I thought she knew something, that's why she got killed. But he was like, no, nah, I didn't even know who that was. So I was like, damn. So, but the tax lady and the the lady at the bank he they oh, just the lady at it. the
0: bank was asking for
1: it. <laughs> they just pissed them off. I thought the tax lady was was more rude than the lady in the bank. What?
0: No, they closed <laughs> that bank early so they could have their little birthday party which they had to have it in the front window for
1: everybody to see. <laughs> asking then for it <laughs> then they he wouldn't know who to kill. So he he was telling them, "Yeah, cuz I'm just I'm, I'm helping you get rid of him." So while they're doing all this um the everyone's still going to work trying to figure out uh, everything because okay we got three numbers now we got four and all that so they're they're doing all this while he's talking and he's just like he goes he goes you're you're integrity like the church who denies your dignity as sandra Thorne and one of those people at the subway station that's when he tells them oh that was just a test i don't know who she was and she was just innocent, and then he, get, he starts to get mad, and he goes, and then Ridley Taylor, and he goes, look, and he goes, he starts t- he starts going off on him about her, and he's like, Clayton, listen to me. He goes, you've lost track of the enemy. You can't tell the innocent from the guilty. Uh, fiber optics was mind Reacher, and he goes, and they stole my vision. They stole everything, house, wife, children, and he goes, they destroyed my life. And he goes, you've got to stop now. And he goes like, no, he goes, I'm not. And he goes, just let us help you. He goes, I don't care about people anymore. Nobody does. And he goes, and he goes, you're stalling for time, right? That's when he realized that he was, he should have knew that before if he was so smart. Obviously he's smart if he's able to make these uh, uh, sounds that can kill you and blow, blow your house up or whatever the hell he was doing. So he goes, you're trying to trace this call. And he's like, and he goes, well, and he goes, well, Bridger, I got your something for you. So he hits the button, or when he's like, Bridger, here you go. He didn't need to warn him. He should have just put the tap the button and, and everything. He didn't even play the. Um, I don't think he played the uh, the um, the little high piercing sound. I think he just hit the button and it was supposed to blow up. Cause he he's just he was just yelling at him. So I kind of rewinded it a little to see so he's 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 telling him yeah you're trying to trace a call and he goes time is up bridger and uh i guess he did kind of play the little bit of the um the little sound but when he hit the button oh no he didn't even play the sound he because he usually uses that little uh lever to make it go, as loud as it can and so that's what made all the blood come in and he hit the button to blow up your phone He just hit the button and it blew up. And then those guys go, "Okay, we got we got all the numbers. So then they flick the switch and do what they do. And they're all kind of standing there. And then all of a sudden we see the the camera kind of go towards the lines. And then back at Clayton's place, all his equipment is starting to blow up. And just his his switchboard, his little wall control things, everything, everything around him is blowing up.
0: I like it sparking and catching on fire and he still tries to touch it and he's like
1: ah <laughs> yeah he's uh he falls up against one of the uh the big giant switchboards on the wall and then they And that sound comes back on him in his ear. It's uh, and then he's like ah he falls up against uh the back of these uh big switchboards and his eyes turn red and blow out and then that whole wall falls crashes on top of him and then kills him. And then that's the end of Clayton. So the cops all rush over to this house uh, and the house is on fire. Clayton's dead. Evil is punished. Uh, the prof- college professor is the hero <laughs> because, uh, oh, um, when the phone blew up on on Bridger's end, he uh, ran and grabbed the, the chick and they just kind of fell to the corner because that receiver blew up and lit other things on fire, but so evil is punished the evil the phone company, which I don't know, I think they still could have gotten in somewhat trouble for what they were trying to cover cover up. Probably
0: not. They seem um, like a very large evil corporation.
1: yeah, I think they were in cahoots with the police because we see Bridger and uh, his woman and the Wise or whatever the hell his name he's kind of like hey well you know what uh, we got him everything's good um, and the Bridger's like you know what I'm, I'm still gonna tell the press everything about this and he goes well doesn't matter what you tell them, there ain't nothing that we can't get, get over with we can deal with basically so he's like do your best people will probably not like us for a little bit and he goes but then we're just gonna bounce back stronger than ever so, oh, and they gave her job back for the uh to the mural, and she's saying that she's gonna do whatever she wants and make it right. Basically, make whatever because she was just putting anything on the wall. Did they give her gonna, back her all access badge? I guess I don't know. <laughs> he just said you can have your job back and everything. So she's like, all right. So <laughs> uh, Bridger gets a call. Uh, from somebody, so he starts talking to whoever on the other line. I think it was the one of his cop buddy or whatever. So he's like, Um, she's getting ready to leave because he's got he still has to go home. And then, um, she's like, All right, well, I'll see you. And he goes, Hey, well, you know what? I'll call you. And he's holding up the phone, and then we hear that sound. Sorry about the helicopter noise. Let me shut the window. <laughs> And then that's the end of your movie. <laughs> so, but this movie's crazy, and uh, I like these type of uh, crazy things. I mean, it, it they are la- labeling it horror, but okay, it says here, "Murder by Phone," also known as "Bells and the Calling," is a 1982 science fiction slasher film. Really? Okay. Mm. I I didn't think I didn't. It's not a horror film. It's not a slasher film. Um, what did IMDb have it as? Um, I think they said horror thriller mystery. This was more of just a thriller uh, mystery, if anything. Um, I think when you just throw horror and anything, especially during this time, they even still do it today. There's a lot of movies out there they consider horror movies, and that I don't consider a horror film. But this one, Murder by Phone, Bells, The Calling, whatever you want to call it. I didn't care for it. I loved it. <laughs> I thought this movie was it was that cheesy and everything. And the two cherries on top were Richard Chamberlain and John Houseman in this. So, but, yeah, this movie's
0: ripe for a, a Vinegar Syndrome release.
1: I don't know. I, mean, I don't get why they don't make. I mean, put these movies out. And you it's put, a, I
0: think it, it's always a rights thing Trying to find out who owns the rights And sometimes it's like More than one person So you got to make deals with everybody
1: I don't see why they haven't I mean, what are they asking for? A billion dollars? I mean, maybe Do they have to ask just the, the movie company? Or do they got to go to the actors? And on all of them I
0: don't know. I just know sometimes it's like, sometimes it deals with multiple people.
1: Yeah, well, I don't know who the hell they're dealing with in this. Who actually put this movie out? I don't even know. Um, New
0: World Pictures, which I'm almost confident that they don't exist anymore.
1: I remember they were pretty big in the 80s, so, but um, there's, don't have no kind of box office numbers on here, but all right, everyone, that was uh, Murder by Phone. If you want to watch this awesome film, check it out on on YouTube. And <laughs> it, it's, it's it was just a fun watch. I mean, especially when the kills happened. <laughs> it, was, it was just crazy. Um, again, yeah, if anyone works for the phone company or knows this technology and you've seen this film, uh, could somebody do this? or has someone i don't know if if yeah, anyone's do, do done you this. have a
0: secret testing lab where you just blow shit up
1: yeah <laughs> they had everything in this it was like um was it omnicorp in uh, in robocop <laughs> it was like it was like oh, that oh ocp <laughs> but this movie was fucking awesome, man. I loved it. Um please, any Blu-ray companies, I don't care who puts it out. I mean I'll even take a a, um, a import of it. <laughs> but clean oh, I, it, clean it up, man. I'll buy it.
0: <laughs> I found uh whatchamacallit has uh, what was that? Don't go in the house? Is that they have one for that? It? Yeah, I think Severn. Uh, I'm good.
1: You're a braver man than me, man. You got the, uh, don't answer the phone. (laughs) I I have this thing.
0: I have to, all the movies that we review, I have to own no matter how bad it is.
1: (laughs) Oh man. If someone gave it to me, I'll put it here on the wall, but I don't think I'll, I'll buy it, but I'll buy this one. This movie was awesome. I loved it. (laughs) So, uh, I'll definitely watch it again. (laughs) So... (laughs) yeah everyone that's it for tonight uh, come back more for tomorrow we are winding down of our 31 days of horror not really sure sure what we're doing for Halloween yet I, I don't know uh, I think the last couple of years was because we had Halloween the Halloween Halloween kills and Halloween ends uh, all come out so we, ended, we always ended it with that but I don't know we got <sighs> go over and listen to our review of the exorcist believer <laughs> yes.
0: very, very back and
1: forth. Yeah, go, go listen to that and listen to uh, the episode when we did, um, Pet Cemetery Bloodlines.
0: Very um, back and forth conversation. Yeah, with that.
1: <laughs> go listen to all that. But yeah, um, again, yeah, we got more for you guys. Uh, the will be back more a- as well. So please come back for more. Come back tomorrow night for more. So until then, be safe out there and uh don't answer that phone because uh you might or or if you hear a high piercing sound, throw your phone and run out of the house because it's about to blow up so until then be safe out there and party on